name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. just want to give you a little update on Kevin's situation. Um, he's been in hospice care for uh, about six weeks, which is kind of incredible time. Um, we keep saying uh, uh, soon, and that was three weeks ago. And they said, the doctor said, uh, Kevin uh, is not normal. I said, we knew that. We didn't need to tell it to anything. He kind of steps across all these boundaries that they set, uh, but he's resting very comfortably with Angel at his side, uh, holding his hand. It's just a very beautiful thing to see. But I want to thank you for your prayers and support. Very important, and I know the family feels that way. But Kevin's very, very restful and very much awaiting that beautiful journey to paradise. So thank you for your prayers. So today we remember the prodigal son, the parable of the prodigal son. Um, and it's the third Sunday before Lent. And if we back up to the fifth Sunday, the theme of that Sunday is desire around the Canaanite woman and Zacchaeus. The next Sunday is the publican and the Pharisee, and that theme is humility. All these are themes that prepare us for uh, Lent. So we kind of look at ourselves. Do, the, do I desire God? Am I humble? And today we look at repentance. Am I truly repentant? In other words, repentance being that not just that I am sorry for what I've done, but that I return. I leave my sin and I go back to God. Right? I leave the pig pen. I don't stay in the pig pen. You know, so this Sunday is very critical to us. Am I truly repentant? Am I truly repentant? So I want to look at repentance a bit and, and see it, uh, look at it so that we can, maybe it helps us um, so that we can also be deeper, more deeply repentant. Um, and these things have helped me over the years, so I just want to share a couple of thoughts with you. First, about repentance and regret. You know, the church fathers say that Peter had a worse sin than Judas and that he denied Christ. Judas didn't deny him, he betrayed him. Both very sad. The difference between those two was repentance and regret. Peter repented, deeply sorrowful for offending God. Judas regretted. Why did Judas regret it? Because it messed up his life. You see, we have to step past regret. It's important to regret our sins because sins do mess us up. We make mistakes and we feel, we feel bad about it. But the bigger problem is that we have offended, we have displeased we have compromised our relationship with god the one who loves us the one who gave his life for us this is this is where we have to go you know we do regret what we do you know and we don't like feeling bad about our sin but that's like step one stepping into this other place where we understand that we have compromised we have offended our creator the one who loves us, who died for us. 
who gave his life for us and raised us in baptism with him. I've offended them. Somebody that loves me and cares about me and has sacrificed for me, I have offended. I have broken the bond of that relationship. That's a very important place to go in repentance. And you know what that can bring to us? And this is very important. It can bring tears. Lord, I am sorry. I am sorry. Lord, I'm sorry that I have offended you. See the difference? The difference is. So we have to get to that spot. To find that spot of sorrowful, godly sorrow that allows our repentance to get deep into the soul and cleanses and lifts it and allow it to, to ascend, to be freed from the sin, not just regretting what we did, but truly repenting before God uh, in that we have displeased him, that we have compromised this relationship. And we're sorry about that. God, forgive me. So that can help us, I think, a bit. Um, and I think what we can see in this, and this is the beautiful thing about this beautiful parable. You know, it wasn't just kind of a, the, the, this prodigal son returning to the father. You know, to come back, he knocks on the door. Hey, Dad, I'm back. That's not how it happened. Because the father so deeply loved the son and was so concerned about his repentance but what did he do? He ran out to meet him. Which they say in the Jewish culture, that just doesn't happen. And especially to get down on his knees and kiss his son. That doesn't happen. So we see this loving father when we come in repentance. And so we have to kind of get this and how important it is for us to see his love for us in our repentance. And I think, too, it's important that we understand that repentance is a process. That we are forgiven, but in a repentance we also need to be cleansed and we need to be healed. Because when we sin, we kind of dirty up the body or the soul, depending on what the sin is, and that needs to be cleaned out. Like, you know, when the prodigal son returned, he was forgiven by the father, but what did the father do? He put a robe on him, that, that robe of righteousness. He put sandals on his feet so he would walk in the, in the goodness of God again. He put a ring on his finger so he could again be a member of the inheritance. We need to be kind of cleansed, purified from our sins, and then we need to be healed. So this, this is it's a very important thing to understand that when we sin, it's just not like going to the judge and saying, uh, okay, here's my list. God forgives you, and I put my list away, and I walk out okay. No, those sins have injured me. And if I try to step back into my life this, the same way I did before and not be cleansed and not understand that I need some time to heal, I am very likely to repeat those sins. 
very likely to repeat those things. So we have to understand that it's, it's a purification process, that we need to step away from the things that created the sin, that led to the sin. So these three things, understand this, that when you repent, God forgives. God forgives you. But there is a process of needing to be cleaned up. Clean up the messes. You know, we, we tend to not understand that part of it, and so we walk right back into the same things and do the same things we've done over and over again, and we sin again. Let's say, isn't that the definition of insanity? You do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. It doesn't work. You need to see that when I do this and this and this and this, it ends up this way. You need to step away and clean up that part of your life. You know, it's been a long, long day, and I've, I've had a hard, hard week, and, you know, it's, I'm really, really kind of depressed, and so I think I'm going to get on the computer and search a little bit. Not a good idea. Right? You're not strong. You're not vigilant. Oops. Okay, I have a lot of trouble with this person, and, uh, you know, I think I'm going to go, and I'm still really angry with them, I think I need to go have a conversation with them. Uh, no. You need to be forgiven. You need to forgive them. You need to take care of it yourself in your soul before you go to them. Okay, we see this all the time. You know, we, uh, we click on the TV and we find ourselves wandering into places where we shouldn't be going and we know that it happens over and over again. But what do we do? We do it over and over again. Okay, so we have to kind of clean up that. Clean up that part of our life that leads to these, these sins. This cleansing is so important to us. And to also understand that when we sin, we are injured. You know, it's like somebody that plays in, athlete, in, in, a, in an athletic event and, they, and they, they, get, they get hurt badly, like a bad knee or something. They come to the sideline. And the coach says, that's okay, go get him. You can't do that. You, can't, you need time to heal. So we have to understand that those three things are critical to us. Forgiveness, cleansing, and healing. We need time many times to get our soul back in the game. So very important to us. And the last thing I want to encourage us in is that as the prodigal son did, he returned to Christ. He came back to the Father. Most, I would say it this way, every one of our sins is a result of us somehow drifting our attention away from Christ. Somehow. Our mind wanders a little bit away from God, and the temptation comes, and we fall. If our mind is on Christ, if our thoughts are on Christ, if our reference point is Christ, those temptations are referred to that to him, and we can resist them. So the reason we return to God and come back to him is because that's the place we have the greatest success against temptation. 
So when we, that's why we need to pray consistently, to be drawn near to God. That's why we need to be at church consistently, because it helps us orient ourselves to God. It, uh, we were talking yesterday in the Bible study, and it was like it, it kind of, it's our place of equilibrium. This is where everything kind of is right. It brings us to the, that place that it's right. And, and everything kind of makes sense here. The, the struggle, the spiritual struggle makes sense here. And so we need to bring ourselves back to these places where Christ is our reference point. We need to refer our thoughts to him. We need to refer our words to him. We need to refer our deeds to him. And when we begin to do that and make that consistent, we are able to live the, the spiritual life in a, in a greater, more successful way. So today, beloved, may that great effort, that great spiritual effort we make in repentance be ours today. May we see it deeply, not just regretting, but deeply and truly repenting. May we understand that it is about forgiving, being forgiven, about being cleansed and about being healed and that the ultimate aim of all this is that we return to the father and feel his love for us and continue to keep that our reference point in the name of the father son and holy spirit amen